The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I'm joined now by Connor Faulkner, transport commentator and CEO of the RIAC. Good morning, Connor. Good morning, Pat. Hello. Now, the transport, uh, the Road Safety Authority um, has the begging bowl out. They want six million from the government, mm-hmm. and you say give it to them. Yeah, well, they asked for it actually last year, and the government said no. Um, and there's a piece in the Irish Times by David Lebanley yesterday. He's, he's dug out some stuff under Freedom of Information to shed a bit of light on it. Um, and in the last quarter of last year, we, we were all talking about right road deaths and the Minister Jack Chambers put out an appeal for people to submit uh, projects and requests for funding. The RSA responded with uh, a series of things that they wanted to do and a request for funding for, for six million. And that would have included taking on nine new staff in the research area and in media and communications. Um, anyway, the government said no. Um, now, to me, that was a little bit of a perverse decision and uh, given that it, clearly the deaths were rising and it was really becoming... And the minister my- actually said, we are concerned about this. If anyone's got any yeah. ideas, uh, speak up and we'll we'll talk about funding you. And then the RSA, the body charged with this very task, asks for six million, explaining why they need it, and the government says no. And the government says no. Now, look, uh, maybe you could unpick more. I'm all for the disciplined spending of money. Maybe there were various reasons why the specific things they were asking for couldn't be supported. But in principle... If we care about road safety, if it is back on our priority list, having worsened by 20% last year, um, then coming with that, I always bang on about Garthi and we need additional Garthi. And and indeed we do. Uh, But surely we also need to back our road safety authority. And, And they used to have funds on hand for things like media campaigns and research. People will recall road safety campaigning was much, much higher profile five or six years ago with fresh, impactful advertising that really did stimulate conversation. They just haven't been able to do that for one. Now, there are ads running on television at the moment. I've seen uh, several Mm. of them where you've got um, maybe the relatives, the parents of a road traffic victim actually talking about the very accident that... robbed them of the life of their relative. Yeah, that's right. And some of them have become very well known. The Tracy family, for example, have been brilliant on road safety since tragedy visited them. Um, but we, the, the problem with advertising and with all of these types of things is we now know that material. You know, advertisers would tell you that has kind of burnt out as a concept. We're too familiar with it. So it need they need a fresh infusion there amongst the other things that they need. How are they funded uh, anyway? Are they a budget line in Jack Chambers' uh, allocation? Well, they're self-funding and, and have been since their inception because well, the RSA do a lot of things for us. I mean, uh, they manage the, the, the NCT tests and they process all of that. It's conducted by APLUS, but the RSA is the governing body and they manage driver testing and driver training. So when you go and do your driving test, that's an RSA function. They issue all of the driving licences. Uh, they have historically been able to make a surplus on that and the surplus that they retained, they were able to spend in other areas like the sort of research and campaigning. They just don't have that cash anymore. And it's worth saying that they've done a good job operationally because um, coming out of the pandemic, you and I were talking, Pat, about massive backlogs in the NCT Mm -hmm. and massive... To be fair to them, and they put a big effort into it. They, they hired 200 technicians from the Philippines. They got on top of that backlog. They have essentially solved that problem. Um, but uh, there's been no test fee increase. I don't want one, but it, you know there hasn't been one. And they have had a whole host of associated costs go up. And the upshot is, and they look at their own balance sheet and see what they can afford to spend on the sort of thought leadership mm-hmm 
research at European level, policy research, engagement, school visits, uh, public advertising campaigns. They just don't have the cash that they used to have. Now, you've talked a lot uh, about the deficit in Guard, the numbers and why we need more roads policing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's given. Um, Perhaps that's one of the principal reasons why the road traffic deaths have gone up, you know, and advertising might not change that because there there are a few things going on. Earlier this morning, uh, there was a a Fine Gael politician on talking to our breakfast show about the the lack of taxis in rural Ireland. Yeah. Uh, In places even like Kinsale, which is quite a sophisticated Mm. town, try to get home after a a night out and it's a big uh, town for hospitality. Um, no taxis or very limited availability. So therefore, what do people do? They take, they take the, the risk. risk. They take the risk. Or you wind up, say, in a car, there's a designated driver. Pat said he was going to drive this evening. It's now midnight, you need to get home. You know Pat actually had four pints, maybe five pints. Do you accept the lift? What do you do? Um, and again, the RSA in the past has done some very good research, very insightful research into young people in that situation, for example. Um, but, I mean, to your point, provide taxis so there isn't the need. Uh, provide the flashing blue lights of Gardaí so that you know, Pat yeah. doesn't take that risk. And all of those things are probably bigger factors than the RSA's yeah. advertising uh, now, budget, the, but the, even so. The argument uh, that has been raging now for several years is that we should have an Uber service uh, like they have in other countries. Now, we have Uber operating mm. here, but effectively they are ordinary licensed taxi drivers who provide the Uber service just like Freenow or any other uh, body, whereas in other countries, basically the Uber drivers are... Part-timers, yeah, ordinary people who have other jobs or students or whatever. And there are uh, rules laid down about the condition of cars and how modern the cars should be mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And we have resisted that. And yet in rural Ireland, um, you know, the presence of more hackneys, if you like, because yeah, that's yeah. what Ubers are, they're yeah, hackneys. Yeah. Um, the presence of more hackneys, part-timers, would address the problem. Yeah, and you know, there are arguments against that. Sometimes in Ireland, we let perfect be the enemy of good. So, you know, unless it's a, it's, it's a full-time taxi driver in a brand new car, we kind of won't allow the service. Um, and I think that's a frustration. The counter-argument comes from things like personal safety and monitoring. Transport for Ireland keeps an extremely close eye. You did the story the other day, Pat. It keeps an extremely close eye on the behaviour of taxi drivers and there's, you know... So yeah, but, th- but in fact, fairness to the taxi drivers, there were something like 1,800 complaints against them. There were 20 million trips. Yeah. You know, it, the, the number of complaints is actually minuscule. And the taxi drivers, if they had a forum, they would tell you, as I mentioned, one of the guys, his passengers are coked up and he puts soft mu- music on late at night now <laughs> because coke coked up people are perhaps more dangerous than fellows who are a bit jarred. Yeah, so it's it's not just a simple no-brainer for, for the person who lives in Kinsale or Tuam or some such place to say, do you know what, I'll just be a hackney on Friday and Saturday evenings, that'll be handy extra money. Uh, you know, there is a bit more to it than that. Um, and rural connectivity will continue to be a huge problem. And in all of these things, these are probably bigger problems than the RSA's advertising budget. But I still think it's indicative, Pat, because, you know, at cabinet level, in last quarter last year, supposedly everybody was talking about road safety is slipping, it's slipping badly. In 2018, by the way, we had a really good year for road safety. We were statistically, by some measures, the safest country in the entire world. So we were doing something right. What has changed since then? We, we've 
defunded Gardaí and that's dropped off and we've defunded Road Safety Authority activities and that has dropped yeah. off. Um, some of the texts coming in uh, travel a lot of rural roads in the last few days. Shocking lack of road markings and hardly a cat's eye in sight. Mm. Um, more in the government's line to put the 6.5 million into enforcement or into the driving test, not ads that are not being watched. I mean, the the place to target the young drivers is on social media yeah, rather exactly. than broadcast television. I hear the figures for road safety on News Talk regularly. Any chance you could raise the issue of people driving while using mobiles? The number of people I see around Ennis driving with their heads down, visibly looking at phone screens, is unbelievable. Yeah. Maybe it isn't as bad in other parts of the country, but I suspect it is. I think that has definitely, definitely yeah. worsened. Just the nature of the engagement, you know, the, the, the world of 20-second videos is just such a seductive thing if the car is stopped in traffic, um, and I think that is getting worse. This one from Sean. The RSA is not serious about road safety. If they were, they would ban tractors off the motorways immediately. One of only a handful of countries worldwide that still allows them. Um, there is a reason why other countries don't allow tractors. Do we allow tractors? Well, it's, it's not specified as a tractor. The vehicle has to be travelling at at least 50 kilometres per hour, but that could include uh, commercial vehicles of all sorts, including agricultural vehicles. And if you look at the data on that, although motorists might be alarmed seeing them, the data would suggest that that is not actually a genuinely dangerous activity. Um, if stack that up against the, the unmarked country road that the other caller was yeah. talking about is a much more dangerous scenario. Um, Uber won't work here, says a texter. Car our insurers won't cover it. Uh, that and uh, no standards for, for the drivers. Yeah. There's got to be a way though, doesn't there? Yeah, and, and you know, again, Irish life, letting perfect be the enemy of good. You know, why don't we have bed sits because they all have to have spectacular well, now, we, modern We have the example of uh, uh, what you're saying, uh, that perfection is the enemy of the possible, maybe, yeah. or the good. But we have the situation where e-scooter regulations are got to be unenforceable. Mm. People can remain invisible in their head-to-toe black gear with no lights on their scooters or or a glimmer. And Uh, when those crashes start to happen, we'll talk about changing the laws. Uh, r- r- rather than enforcing the ones we have. That's a, a, an Irish malaise. I mean, perhaps it's a universal one, but it's definitely there in Ireland. Uh, and the classic example is we allow the Garda Traffic Court to go from 1,100 bodies to 650 bodies. Uh, and we conclude that what, hap- what happened is we need to change the law. Existing law is fine. We need to yeah. enforce. Another one says, why is the RSA spending a fortune uh, of their budget on roadside checks? According to the figures... Uh, which they publish, Mm. uh, defective vehicles only contributed 1%. Uh, of accidents. Well, maybe the reason for that is the presence of roadside checks. Look, there's a really important enforcement um, task being carried out there. A function like the NCT and the commercial vehicle test, they have to be done properly. I mean, some of the textures in now would be the first to complain if a defective truck caused a collision. You know, Mm. there's a reason why those tests are done. Uh, another one, why are average speed cameras not implemented? Uh, and we've seen them on one of the motorways. They have them. They have them in the port tunnel in Dublin. But the the thing is, you need um, a, a stretch of roadway that has no exits on it. Yeah, Otherwise, so th- it's meaningless. They're not much good, to be honest with you. They work perfectly on motorways, but motorways are statistically extremely safe. Mm-hmm. Good in the port tunnel, though, where often you see uh, trucks trundling along at... Frightening speeds. You, yet you can't exceed 80 kph in the port tunnel, you will be caught. And likewise, you could say on the motorways, for example, you could put up average speed cameras, so if you travel faster than 120 kph, you will be caught. But that's not when motorways are dangerous. When motorways are really, really dangerous is a foggy, frosty morning where it's absolutely reckless to be doing 80, let alone 120. Your average speed cameras have absolutely no use. 
there are contexts and places where they're useful. They are not a substitution, a substitute for Gardaí and, and they are not any sort of uh, panacea for enforcement. They just aren't. Meanwhile, give the RSA the money. Give them so It's not like they're asking for mega millions. This is a se- effectively pennies from the table. Um, and they know they need to spend it. Government knows what they need to spend it on. And if we're truly serious about road safety, then while there's other things, maybe bigger things, if you're not funding the RSA, it's both a bad policy and, and a bad signal. Conor Faulkner, Transport Commentator, CEO of the RIAC. Conor, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.